Uh, hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Rindong. 39 days until the 2020 season begins. Yeah, I mean, we keep getting closer and closer every episode. It has been a couple days now since we recorded our last one, but uh, we're excited to be back on a Saturday. Uh, very chilly one here in uh, Massachusetts, obviously, but uh, yeah, I mean, we just know that college basketball is coming, so that's, that's keeping me very warm for this weekend, but uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of exciting stuff going on around the league, and uh, yeah, I mean, we have one big, very big piece of breaking news that we said last episode that we're actually going to cover today, so I'm just excited to cover it all uh, for a very good episode, hopefully. Yeah, um, episode 60. Uh, you guys were probably expecting another top 25, but unfortunately, um, there hasn't been any movement in our top 25s due to the lack of breaking news among those teams. So we're just going to continue with our conference previews, our regular episodes, you know. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, we are waiting. Uh, when, obviously, when the preseason top 25 actually comes out uh, from the AP poll, uh, then we're definitely going to cover that and compare our rankings to theirs. And, yeah, we'll definitely see some changes in the in that top 25. But uh, as of right now, it's just going to remain the same. And it is obviously a tradition every 10 episodes. But uh, the tradition is on hold as of right now. But don't worry. We did not forget about it. It, it is still coming very soon. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's just kick things off with the breaking news. And we're going to start out with the very big heavy hitter that we were going to talk about last episode but it's coming today. And uh, the NCAA has granted all winter sport athletes an extra year of eligibility. And that is very, very huge news. Uh, This means that all basketball players are obviously eligible to play in one additional season if they choose to. The NCAA is is also proposing all players to get one uh, free penalty to move schools. Obviously, you know, the one and the sit one, uh, play one rule. Uh, That wouldn't really apply uh, according to this rule that is going to come out, but uh, this proposal uh, has not been accepted yet. They're going to finalize this decision in January, so it's just a proposal up in the air right now, but it's getting a lot of momentum and backing behind this proposal, so uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens in January. But with that being said, uh, do you like this proposal from the NCAA, uh, considering college basketball season is set to play uh, in six weeks? Yeah. there can be pros and cons to it. I'm not really sure how I'm feeling right now. It's too recent. Um, what I firstly initially think is that what are what's the class of 2021 going to do if this if the seniors are still going to have an extra year? Is that how the scholarships gonna gonna spread from? It's it's just really really confusing for for college basketball programs right now, and for me as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree with you, and. Uh... This is a very interesting topic as well for football because all fall sport athletes obviously got an extra year of eligibility. So the big question there is what's going to happen with scholarships? And we don't really know that question. And it's a similar situation with the basketball. I mean, they were even talking about it last year that these the people from last year's season would also could could get an extra year of eligibility. Obviously, that's the case right now. But they're, they're discussing that and saying – Sure, the Marsh Mass tournament didn't play, but maybe these guys can get an extra year of eligibility. But uh, obviously that was not the case. But there's questions among that about scholarships, like you said. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, this proposal has not been accepted or finalized yet, uh, like I said earlier. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens in January. But, I mean, 
if, if I'm being honest, I'm probably going to overlook this until January. I mean, there's a lot of other things to really focus on right now. That's kind of in the back of your mind uh, for NCAA college basketball news. So uh, I wouldn't really be worried about it. But when it, January rolls around and this is bring back up and talked about again, that's when I might start to worry. Uh, but as of right now, I think it is a very uh, all right decision, but I don't know if it was, it was actually work. Uh, it all depends on how the season goes and if that proposal should get finalized or not. Mm-hmm, definitely. Like we said, scholarship spots. There's only 15 on a basketball team scholarships allowed. So it's, it's going to be really confusing, especially if, if there's like four or five men recruiting classes, then that, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. And, I mean, we, we've kind of talked about this already, so let's just shift into some of the prospect news. And first one we have is 2022 prospect Sage Tolentio has committed to Auburn, uh, 7-1 center from Hawaii. Uh, he chooses Auburn over Kansas, Cincinnati, Tennessee State, and he was receiving interest from Kentucky as well. Uh, no current intel on where he ranks in class of 2022, but he is the first prospect uh, for Auburn in this class of 2022. Um, this is a very interesting decision. I mean, I think Talentio probably could have waited because Kentucky was all obviously uh, reaching out and had a uh, heavy interest in him. But uh, he made his decision very early. Uh, he's one of the only 2022 prospects that I know of that's committed as of right now. I know that Scott Clark is committing uh, at the end of the month, but we got a couple weeks for that to wait. So, uh, what do you what do you think of this news? And do you think it's a good fit for Auburn here in Talentio? Yeah, just another. Another thing I'm really confused about, 2022 prospect, he has time to recruit. Uh, he He's unranked, supposedly, somehow. I don't, I don't even know. I've never heard of him before, to be honest with you. So I'm just very, very confused. But good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, the only really news I know about him is he played with Kai Soto uh, a lot during the offseason. I do know that. And for those of you that don't know, uh, Kai Soto, he is actually playing the G League now with that powerhouse of a G League team. And they've been starting practice, I think. So I'm excited to see what they can do uh, in their first league, uh, first season in the G League. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know too much about Talentio. I know he's a 7-1 center, obviously. So he's he's obviously going to be a big presence wherever he goes. So, uh yeah, I mean, I need to look more into him to see actually if he is a good fit for Auburn, but I expect he should be. But I think this commitment was very early on his part. But uh, you never know. He could decommit and maybe open his options up again. We've seen it plenty of playing times with prospects in all classes. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. But, I don't know, maybe he saw something in Auburn that he liked. So, I mean, I got to respect the decision, but I think it might have been a little too early on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely going to get – at least three or four stars now, now that he's actually committed. So they're actually going to have to evaluate him now and give him some stars. Yeah. I mean, when I looked at the recruiting website, they had no stars for him and they said he was not ranked in the class. So I'm like, what's going on? I mean, this guy's a seven, one center. I mean, he probably should have stars, but uh, yeah, he's definitely going to get his stars now. So, I mean, we'll probably update you when that actually comes out. And if he actually decides to stay at Auburn, because I think there's some speculation in the air that this might not be his final decision, but you never know. I mean, he's got a year, basically a year to decide this, a year and a couple months. So that law can change in a year. So we're going to have to see what happens uh, with Clintio and Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, next piece, 2021 four-star recruit Wade Taylor has committed to Texas A&M. Six-foot point guard from Texas, chooses Texas A&M over Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech, Iowa State, and SMU. Ranked inside the top 125 for the class of 2021, 
and he joins five-star Manny Obasiki. Um, thoughts on this pickup for Coach Buzz? Yeah, I really like this pickup here and uh, Wade Taylor. And uh, I think Coach Buzz, uh, he's been a very sneaky recruiter. And uh, I didn't even know that Texas A&M got a five-star in Manny Obaseki. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just very good for them. And uh, Wade Taylor coming in, I think they can get a couple more good quality recruits coming into this uh, Texas A&M 2021 class. So uh, very underrated class here. And I think they can uh, pull off a couple more uh, four or five, even maybe even three-star recruits. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Coach Buzz, keep doing what you're doing. Texas A&M might be on the come up in the SEC for 2021. You never know. You got to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you. I don't even know they got a five-star for this upcoming recruiting class. But Coach Buzz, he definitely overachieved in his first year at Texas A&M. They were projected one of the worst teams last year, and they finished in the top half. And that's just, that's unbelievable. And so definitely Texas A&M is on to come up. Yeah, uh, I think this year should be another very interesting one for Texas A&M at least. Uh, I know there's a lot of very good recruits coming into this SEC class and transfers as well. So it's going to be a very interesting task for Texas A&M. They didn't really make that much offseason noise and moves in comparison to a lot of these other teams. If I'm being honest, I don't really know if they got any prospects coming in. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to talk about that in the SEC preview. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what's coming for this Texas A&M team, but I expect them to be another uh, top half pack, uh, top finish in the uh, SEC, hopefully. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. All right. Uh, one, only one waiver change uh, for today, and we've got two more pieces of breaking news that are pretty disappointing, but we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville's Sidney Wilson has received a waiver for the upcoming season. Uh, he is a transfer from UConn, averaged three and a half points a game, two rebounds a game and 11 and a half minutes per game this past season. He does have two years remaining. Uh, we've already discussed SIU Edwardsville uh, in our Ohio Valley Commerce preview. I did have them at eight and you did have them at nine. Uh, a little bit of a flip-flop action there. But uh, do you see any movement now with Wilson being eligible for this team? Um, I'm going to keep them at nine for now, uh, just due to the fact that the Ohio Valley, I mean, it's just impossible to new spots to like, like we've been saying, top five are basically set, bottom five are basically set, and if they aren't nine, then they're going to be either six, seven, eight, or ten. Yeah, uh, I'm going to keep them at eight as well. I'm, I don't think it's that drastic of a uh, waiver here. Obviously, Wilson's definitely going to help this team out, but I think Edwardsville is in a very good place at number eight for the High Valley Conference, in my opinion. But, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with the season. He could definitely be a very big impact player for this team. And maybe they can move up a couple spots. But, I mean, we're going to have to see what actually happens in the season to actually judge based on that. So, yeah, I'm going to keep them at eight as well. So, not really much, much movement there. But that is a very good pickup and waiver uh, for SIU Edwardsville here. Mm -hmm. Another big piece of breaking news now. Um, Washington's Naz Carter has been suspended from all team activities for violating the ICA student code of conduct. Um, last year, averaged 12 points, five rebounds, one and a half assists, and one and a half steals. Um, unclear how long the suspension will last. If it's for a few weeks in the season, this is a very big loss as he was suspended last year due to academic reasons. Um, he was probably going to be the top option this year with Isaiah Stewart and Jalen McDaniels gone. Uh, what will Washington do with this suspension? Yeah, I mean, Washington, obviously, they did not have a very uh, good season last year. I mean, they started off very hot, but it just went downhill from there, especially when Pac-12 play came along. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I thought they were going to do pretty well this year. I mean, they got in a couple very good transfers in Stevenson, and they got a couple other guys in there as well. And I think they also got a couple good prospects coming in as well. But uh, Niles Carter was definitely going to be that top option on that team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen yet. If he's suspended, like I said, or like you said, for a couple weeks, it's going to be a pretty big loss for Washington. But we don't really have a timeline on the suspension. So it's going to be a very big question mark to see – uh, if he's going to actually be able to play. But if he is, um, I think they'll be all right. I think this Washington team will be very good with NASCAR as one of their top options. But like I said, it's a very big question mark if he's actually going to be able to play those first couple of weeks or not in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASCAR, definitely a terrific player. Um, he got athletic, I mean, academically suspended last year. And that was part of the reason why Washington just went downhill from there. Um, He's a terrific player, definitely going to be their top option this year. And without him, I can see them definitely being the bottom team in the Pac-12. Yeah, and for Washington and all the Pac-12 teams, I mean, they got till January to figure that out. So uh, obviously they're not playing in the 2020 uh, season or that half of the year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how long suspension is going to be. I I don't really think it should be. Uh, three three or so months, or maybe two or so months. But, uh, I mean, it's obviously not our decision. It's the coach's decision. So, uh, yeah, we're going to keep you updated on that to see if he's actually going to be able to uh, play or not. But they do have a couple – they do have a couple more weeks to actually plan that out because, obviously, they do not play till January. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what happens on that as well as the eligibility rule. So we'll definitely keep you updated uh, when that actually comes out. And final piece of breaking news, also very, very, very uh, interesting news. Uh, Kansas' Silvo de Souza uh, is leaving the program uh, for the upcoming season. Uh, he will be leaving due to personal reasons. Uh, de Souza had a very dramatic season as well last year, obviously with the involvement of the altercations at Kansas State. Uh, you know that game, and the chairs were going everywhere. Souza was definitely heavily involved in that, and he got suspended for a couple games. I'm not sure exactly how long it was, but he did not play for a couple of weeks in that season. Uh, I mean, two years ago, he was on that Final Four team for Kansas, but uh, this year, uh, this past season, uh, not the best for him. But he was also destined to start uh, for this upcoming season, obviously with the Duka Azubuki going out. Uh, the Sozo was probably going to fill in for that role. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not coming back for this year. I don't know if he's going to come back at all uh, during the season or not, but it appears that, He's probably going to be gone for this upcoming season. So uh, what are your thoughts on this very shocking news for DeSouza in Kansas? Yeah, um, he's been through a lot of ups and downs. Um, definitely 2017 or 2018, he was, he was a highly recruited person, went to Kansas, played there, sprangly his freshman season, and then just they investigated him and coached Bill Self that next year, forced a red shirt, and this past year just another very shortened season due to that, that incident. Um, just best of luck to him. I'm not surprised he did this. Uh, it just needs a mental break, in my opinion. So definitely the right decision, and all the best to him. Yeah, I mean, definitely all the best to him. Uh, he's still a very good college basketball player, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, yeah, after a while, uh, basketball takes a very big toll on you, especially with some of the things on and off the court. So I, I definitely respect this decision here, and hopefully uh, he can come back and maybe get a, a – waiver to play for the upcoming uh, the next season uh but we're not gonna really be sure but obviously best of luck to him and hopefully we'll be able to see him on the court uh once again very soon mm-hmm. 
And now our main topic, our conference previews. This today's conference preview, sorry, the Summit League. Yeah, uh, Summit League is a very, very interesting one last year, especially in that uh, conference championship and tournament. Uh, we saw a lot of upsets in that tournament alone, and uh, I think this year is down to be and destined to be a very exciting one as well. Uh, they only have obviously eight teams in this uh, league or, con or tournament or conference. Uh, sorry, uh, but I think pretty much from five all the way to one, it's going to be a very competitive one. Uh, most of our teams are around the same rank, but uh, I think it'll still, regardless, be a very interesting one in the Summit League this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know the drill by now. Play of the year, dark horse. Um, we had the same player of the year. Obviously, I I had the runner-up again. So, who was your player of the year? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very easy one, and it's going to be Douglas Wilson here from South Dakota State. Uh, Wilson, I mean, he was on a tear last year for South Dakota State uh, this past season. He averaged 18.5 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, and 2 assists per game this past season. And with Douglas, uh, he's going to be returning as the player of the year. So, I mean, if you're gonna if you won it last year, you're probably get, chances are you're probably gonna win it once again for this upcoming season. And I think he's the most dominant player in the Summit League conference. So that's why I got Wilson here, and I think that was an easy decision. Mm -hmm. oh, my runner-up, I have Matt Pyle of Omaha here. Um, Pyle averaged a double double last year: 11 points, 10 rebounds, and one and a half blocks. Led the league in rebounds and blocks, and won the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, with the top two options gone, he returns at the top scoring option as well as being the top defender in the conference. Um, so the opening is definitely there for him to win the player of the year award. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Pyle does. I mean, Omaha, uh, they're looking to be a very good team once again this upcoming season, and that's going to be all on Pyle. And he's going to be that top option now with obviously the top two gone. So I'm excited to see what he can do with it. And I think they should have a very good year. And Pyle should have a very good year as well. All right, uh, now the dark horse. Uh, we do have different dark horses for today. Uh, my dark horse is going to be Oral Roberts. Uh, this team is coming off a pretty successful season, finished tied for fourth in the conference. However, this team does lose three starters and as well as their sixth man. Uh, the good news is uh, a guy coming back is Abams, and, or Abmas, I think that's how you say it. But he was a freshman last year, and he had an outstanding season. I mean, he was one of the top options on that Oral Roberts team his freshman season. And he's coming back, so he's going to emerge as the true defined top option for this Oral Roberts team this upcoming season. And they do bring back most of their bench as well. So I think the supporting cast is definitely there, along with Aiden Moss. So I'm excited to see what this Oral Roberts team can do. I have very high expectations for them this upcoming season. Yeah, Oral Roberts definitely could take advantage of everything this conference has lost. Um, as for my dark horse, I have North Dakota State here. Um, they've been the most successful team in the conference as of late. They've won three of the past six conference tournaments. And Coach Dave Richmond, he's, he's clearly due for a better, better caliber job. I mean, although this team does not look as good on paper as they were as, uh, as recent, um, I can tell this team is going to be a heck of a team. Yeah, I mean, North Dakota State, the past couple of years, they've always been a very, very good team. And they're, they're won it all this past season. And obviously, you know what happened by now. But uh, they're, they're destined to probably do it again this season. But uh, they do lose out on a little bit of that uh, rotation. So uh, it's going to be a very exciting uh, story to see if uh, North Dakota State can actually make it back 
uh, for a three-peat in that Summit League. So we'll definitely see what happens with that. They definitely have a chance too, but I think this year uh, there's going to be a lot more competitive teams uh, in that top half of the race. So very big challenge for North Dakota State. I definitely think they have a chance to repeat or repeat as the, for the third time uh, in a row. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, without further ado, uh, Summit League from eight to one today. Uh, number eight, uh, I think it's a pretty simple one here. So uh, I'll, I'll let you get the honors to get the number eight team out of the way. Yeah, number eight, we have East, uh, Western Illinois here. Um, they lose essentially everyone from last year's eighth place, eighth place team. Um, won four conference games this past season. Um, th- that does not sound good for this program, and a rebuild should be expected. Yeah, I mean, I think this team's definitely been in a rebuild for the past couple of years, and they lose all five stars and more on a team that just won four conference wins this past season. So, uh, like you said, very long rebuild ahead. Uh, I think they're still in that rebuild phase for Western Illinois. So I definitely see them with the last place finish once again. And hopefully in a couple of years or so, uh, they can finally find those pieces to be a pretty successful team. But as of right now, I definitely don't see that for this rotation next year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the differences start. Number seven, I have South Dakota here. Um, South Dakota is nearly in the same situation. Lose nearly everyone of the same, uh, I mean, significance. And they look to rebuild as well. Yeah, uh, I do have a different number seven. I do have Denver here. Uh, this team will have a little more success this upcoming season, but they do lose a star guard and murky, and that definitely hurts this team. Uh, the good news is the team returns another lethal score in Townsend, uh, but I am going to need guys to support him for this upcoming season. And if they can do so, I think they can flip-flop with South Dakota in my rankings. But uh, as of right now, I do have Denver uh, right behind them at number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, flip-flop here. At number six, I have Denver here. Um, their whole team will have no seniors with the departures gone, and I'm guessing their rotation will have a ton of rising sophomores and juniors since they were all freshmen and sophomores last year. Um, and they also have a star in Townsend. I like this the path this team is taking. Um, this could benefit them long term, but for this year, I feel like other teams are just a lot more better and experienced. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, I mean, I do have Denver at seven, but I definitely think they have a chance to move up uh, one or two spots in my rankings. Uh, but as of right now, my number six team is South Dakota. Uh, this team's coming off a pretty decent year, and I expect them to see a little bit of a drop-off to their rank. Uh, I believe they finished third in the conference, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they do lose five of their top six options, which is a very big loss for this team. And the biggest loss here is probably Hagerdorn leaving. Uh, he averaged 18 points a game last year, and he's, he's obviously leaving, which is a very big loss for them. Uh, the good news is, however, uh, that one guy uh, out of the top six returning is Umdi, uh, who was the second option on that team last year, and he's obviously going to be the top option uh, for this upcoming season. But there is little to none supporting cast for um, Umdi here, so uh, I think it's as far as he can take him. So there might there, it's a little race between six and seven for me with South Dakota and Denver. But as of right now, I do have South Dakota uh, a little bit ahead of Denver in my rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, I have North Dakota here. Um, having this team at number five, that just, just does not seem ideal from what they have on paper. They returned their top two options from their crazy and very surprising run to the final last year. This team is definitely a top two or three team if their supporting cast can produce as well. Yeah, uh, I have North Dakota a little bit higher. Uh, that's a very big change that we have in our Summit League rankings. But uh, 
I knew of the returning champs here in North Dakota State at number five. Uh, yes, this team's always a dominant figure in the Summit League. They're on their way to back-to-back appearances in the March Madness tournament until it was obviously cut short. Unfortunately, this team is going to be a very different one than this past season. They do lose three starters and a couple of rotation players as well. Uh, the good news is a double-digit score does return in Cruiser. Uh, but I think this team's going to lack a lot of experience and a lot of championship experience is off of this North Dakota State team for this upcoming season. So that is why I have them at five. But obviously, this team has the fire power and potential to be a top uh, four, top three team in this league. So five is a very low place for North Dakota State. But I definitely think they can move up a couple spots if they start to generate some offense and some chemistry on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, approaching the top four. I have North Dakota State here. This is obviously my dark horse. I'm going to put them at number four solely on the past success and coaching. Yeah, uh, I definitely see that as well. Uh, my dark horse here is Oral Roberts. Obviously, I talked about them earlier. But I just think this team has a lot of very good pieces coming back. And on paper, it doesn't really seem like they do. I mean, but this team definitely has a chance to finish uh, in the top half once again for this upcoming season. It all depends on Abe Moss, and it all depends on who's going to support him. And I definitely think they have the pieces to be a very successful team once again. So that is why I have Oral Roberts at number four. Yes, they are ahead of North Dakota State in my rankings. That might be a little bit of a stretch there, but I just have a feeling that Abe Moss is going to turn up this year, and the supporting cast will definitely be there for Oral Roberts this year. Mm-hmm. I have Oral Roberts in my top three at number three here. Um, they've been a very steady team the past three years, either finishing fourth or fifth. Um, with two underclassmen who average double digits in Admas and Obenor, along with several other key role players returning, uh, this team could definitely jump into the top three. Yeah, I definitely see that as well. Uh, these top five teams are very close uh, in ranks, I think. I think it's honestly anyone's conference, uh, anyone's championship this year for the Summit League, I think. And all, to- all these top five teams are definitely competing for that spot. And one of those teams is North Dakota. I do have them at number three. Uh, this team had a very impressive run as a sixth seed in the conference tournament. And they knocked off number three seed South Dakota. And they managed to the championship uh, versus their interstate rival. However, the interstate rival got the best of them. And North Dakota State, obviously. But uh, this North Dakota team, they do lose three starters as well. But I think they have a very good chance to do better uh, than North Dakota State this year considering they returned their top two options in Rebracra and Alan Eikens. So I definitely think they need some supporting cast alongside these two guys. But I think if you have two of the top uh, scorers in the league, I think you have a very good chance to be a top three team and even a top two team. So I got North Dakota here at three, but I definitely think they're competing. And I definitely think they have a very good chance to win it all in the summer league this year. Mm-hmm. Um, top two. I feel uh, we have agreement here. At number two, we both have Omaha. Um, they lose their top two options, but return everyone else. Pio is now their star, and others have shown they can produce on any given day. I like this team as the top challenger to what is obviously our number one team. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like Omaha as a number two team. They're definitely competing for that number one spot. And with Pio coming back, the defensive player of the year, they have a very good chance to do so. And it all depends on who's going to step up alongside Pyle. I mean, we know Pyle's going to make that jump, but will the other guys in the rotation make that jump? Uh, we expect that they should. So that is why we have Omaha here at number two. But it's going to be a very uh, tough race, uh, obviously against this number one seed. But I think they have a very good chance to dethrone this number one team. 
But as of right now, I think it's a clear number one for me, at least in the Summit League. But Omaha definitely has a chance to try and dethrone that top team. Mm-hmm. And that number one team, pretty easy decision here, would you say? Yeah, I mean, this team just brings back so many very good pieces. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch this team and see if they can actually get the job done this year. Yeah, um, it is South Dakota State. Uh, very easy, easy decision. They return all starters and the player of the year in Wilson and a lot of other great pieces off the bench. Um, I, I expect this team to rep this conference come March. Yeah, I mean, and you look at last year. Last year was a very disappointing season for them. Uh, it might not seem like that on paper, but they lost in the quarterfinals of the Summit League tournament to Purdue-Fort Wayne. And obviously Purdue-Fort Wayne did move out of this conference, but they were the seventh seed, and they and South Dakota State was the two seed, and they lost in the first round of the tournament. So that is just pretty disappointing news for them. But this season, I definitely see the revenge story coming. I mean, they only lose two players from last year's roster, and the starting five is all returning. And you return player of the year in Wilson, you return Dentlinger, and you return Friedel. Uh, all three of those guys were double-digit scorers, and I think they're all destined to have very good seasons once again. So I think the sky's the limit here for the South Dakota State team. And I think they're going to actually do what they probably could have done last year. And that's, that's when the whole league, because I definitely think this year they have a very good chance of doing so. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have for the Summit League. Next conference we're covering, the Sun Belt. I'm very excited for that conference. I'm very excited for that one as well. And we have, this, we have the Sun Belt, and then we have the WAC conference, and then the heavy hitters begin. So... I mean, we're almost there. I mean, two more conferences to go. But uh, the Summit League is always a pleasure to cover. I mean, a lot of very uh, interesting upsets and teams in this league this year. So I'm excited to watch a lot of this play, and I'm excited to see if South Dakota State can actually take it all this year. But I expect an upset team to come from this league and try and make it all the way to the finals. I mean, we saw it happen this past season. I definitely have a suspicion that it might happen once again for this upcoming season. So uh, all in all, Summit League, very interesting conference. So I'm excited to watch it for this upcoming season. Yeah, same here. Um, And that concludes our episode. 39 days left. That's crazy. Last March when we started this, we thought it'd be very slow. But it's gone by real fast. Yeah, and obviously episode 60 today. 40 episodes away from the big milestone and 100. Uh, we're almost there. And we thank you guys always for the support. I mean, hopefully the goal is to get, obviously, surpass 100. But uh, 100 is a very big milestone for us. And I think we've been grinding out episodes about three a week. And just do the math. I don't know how many weeks it has been, but it, it feels like uh, this journey is obviously just starting. And we haven't even gotten to the real season yet. And when the real season comes along, Man, 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 I think it's going to be a very uh, fun ride for that season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously episode 60 here, but we got a lot more in the tank for you. So uh, the support is endless, and we obviously thank you guys, as always, for the support. Yeah, and what's crazy, we haven't done an episode in the same room yet. Uh, It's unfortunate that the pandemic has has done this to us, but we would love to do an episode in the same room for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot in store for that studio. I mean, we got we got things coming on the way, hopefully. We got some special things coming for that studio. But uh, it's, it's, it's just a waiting game at this point. I mean, when we're able to go, we're going we're gonna to go. But uh, 
We don't know how long that's going to be yet, but uh, honestly, the studio is honestly a side factor. I mean, the only thing that we really care about is college basketball season. The studio is honestly a side factor. I mean, obviously we want it, but uh, I'm more excited about the college basketball season happening rather than the studio. Don't get me wrong. I want to be in the studio talking about it, but uh, it's just a wait-and-see game at this point. But, uh, I mean, 39 days, like you said, I'm excited. I, I, I'm speechless that it's actually going to happen, and it's all going to come full circle. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all we got for today's episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're excited. You guys are probably excited as well. Um, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you guys. And it's always March. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for watching.